Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. This Monday's profound message was preached at the Flow Church service. Bishop Dag will encourage you that God has a unique way of righting the wrongs in your life and turning around every injustice that you may face. You will also learn about the importance of fruitfulness and how God relates with us based on our ability to bear fruit and you will discover how it defines your Christianity. Be encouraged by today's blessed word that fulfillment awaits you as you make bearing fruit a priority in your Christian walk. Enjoy the message. Father, thank you for your blessing. This morning, we are excited that we are in your house and we are in your presence to serve you and to worship you. We give you thanks. Let us all lift our hands and give thanks to the lord yes. wherever you are watching from yes lord this is flow church service on sunday morning mm. and um god is blessing us today is the last day i think in october mm. or the last but one is it the last day last but one day so we are heading towards the end of the year mm. and um the lord is blessing us hallelujah Lift your hands yes. and let's pray. Oh, yes. This is a flow church service. It's yes. a short service, but a very Jesus. important service for everyone who is part of the flow church. God bless you. Palama, Mashandolo Bora, Mandali Bele, Palama, Shandolo Mokabarandali Baba, Paloma Romandeleba, Sandolo Mokabarandali Mamanda. Oh, yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To pray. Hear our cry. Hear our cry, O God. Lord, we need your mercy. And we need your mercy. Torment the case of Baba Babidi, a Kesonda Labada. Lord, the case of Viso Vadi, a Kesonda Labada. On the Venice Father, 
this morning yes lord in jesus name in amen. jesus name amen now i want us to pray you may be seated i want you to call your neighbor your friend uh like subscribe react thumbs up whatever you have to do do it because flow church is live and i know you are going to be very blessed and I have a very important message that I know is going to change many lives, many lives. So at whatever time you are watching, I know this is a blessing for you. So make sure you call your neighbor. It's um, just past seven in the morning GMT. All right. So this morning I want us to pray about Ephesians chapter five and verse um, 10 and verse 11. Amen. Amen. But we're going to start with verse 11. It says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5 and verse 11. All right. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. With the unfruitful works of darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Amen. Now, there are many unfruitful works of darkness, you know, and in your life, the darkness is the environment for evil. That is why when someone said don't tell anybody 
it gives you the feeling of darkness. Yes, don't tell this person, don't tell anybody about this. There's something dark has come there. So, the Bible says we shouldn't have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And the other thing about the works of darkness is that it makes you more unfruitful. You know, we, we, we've been praying about fruitfulness and I've been preaching about fruitfulness. But there's also unfruitfulness, negative fruitfulness. Because when you plant certain evil seeds, they germinate. And then the harvest is an unfruitful, a negative fruit of darkness in your life. So that's why the Bible says, don't sow to the flesh, but sow to the spirit. In Romans. Because when you sow to the flesh, there will definitely be a harvest. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. When you, when you invest in your flesh, you know, you, things come back to you. Most problems that people have, especially sexually, is from the seeds. The seeds are there. The seeds are deep. Because you find that the same the same things are available to similar people to one it occurs all the time to do evil to another person it doesn't even occur to him the reason is not because one is a bad person and one is a good person but many times the seeds of evil have been planted and they are germinating they are germinating Oh, yes. And that is why today, abusing somebody is more and more seen as evil and as a crime. Doing things to people that are either under you, not necessarily under age, but under you, under your power. Are you listening to me? I don't know if I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yes. And that is why it's more and more seen as a crime. Because a harm or harm has been done. Harm that will be lived through for the whole life unless the power of God and a miracle happens. The whole life will be colored by those things. And that is why, you know, people like Samson and so on, they were supposed to cut their hair. They were not supposed to drink, to touch, drink, to touch certain things because it affects, that's a Nazarite. Because it does affect you. So the Bible says, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Yeah, have no fellowship. So I want us to pray this morning, Lord, uh, whatever unfruitful work you know, when I say unfruitful, negative fruit, that things that bring negative fruit, I shouldn't have interactions at all. That's why Christians shouldn't go to certain places, nightclubs, 
certain parties, certain movies, certain music, have no fellowship. That, that's the reason. Because it does affect you. You think it doesn't affect you? It does affect you. That's why sometimes we ask you, have you done this before? The reason why you ask somebody, have you done this before? Is because if you've done something before, you have an idea that, oh, then this person may be affected by something or may be tending to go a certain way. If you've done something before. Oh, yes. Even telling a lie before. It, 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 it's, it, the person is changed. Yeah. So I want us to stand up and pray because I feel that many of us have interacted and we want to end all such interaction and dissolve seeds. <laughs> Every standard. Please call your neighbor, tell your neighbor to come on live. Subscribe. Maybe you are getting ready to go to physical church, but this is also church. Yes. But as you are dressing yes. and was you are well, too much makeup will not help. Hey, 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 and hey, too hey. many powders hey. and so on. This is what is going to Hallelujah. help you and wow. save you, save wow. your life. Wow. Lift your hand as Jesus. we are praying this morning.
Whenever you are participating or participate in unfruitful works of mm. darkness, mm. it results in certain things. Number one, so we are going to pray against those things. Number one, spiritual incapacitation. <laughs> incapacitation. Now, incapacitation means, all right, the loss of the ability to deprive of ability to do something. So, you find out that sometimes when people have interacted with the unfruitful works of darkness, they lose the ability, like they lose the ability to pray, the ability to obey, sometimes the ability to do what is right anymore is gone. I don't care. And I can't. I can't do it. I can't do what is right. I can't change. Oh, yeah. It's an incapacitation. Capacity means, you know, you've got the ability. So, to incapacitation means you've been deprived of the ability. And I've seen it in people. They, they, can't, they can't do it. And that's why mercy is needed. You don't apply the same ruler to everybody. Neither do you apply the same judgment to everybody. And some people have been affected to the point where they've lost ability. It says to deprive of the ability or strength. Yeah. So sometimes this is the effect. That's hard. So I want us to pray, Lord. I'm going to give you a number of things that <laughs> this uh, unfruitful work of darkness does, and one of them is spiritual incapacitation. So whatever you've been deprived of the ability to do, you know, like, you see, like maybe you have lied so much that you don't even have the ability to tell the truth about a simple thing, like a simple thing, just. Just to just be honest, it's gone. Yeah. To deprive of the ability and of the strength. Lift your hands. Mata Kalomando, my God. My God. Sovereign de Kiete Nemo Caso Tigis. Harine Ketona Balava Remedelemene. Levante Cosi and the Veremen in the Cosi. My God, Sora Maya, Devenevizo Baradi, Veneketola Madalamana, Rabba Venevesus, Maradaki, and Devesora Maya, my God, my God, Sora Maya, Devesus, Maradalamana, Sama 
Ability, mm. don't have the ability to stop fornicating. Hey. Yes. Hey. Somebody said, I can't stop. God is giving you that back. Amen. Now, something worse than incapacitation hey. is the next one. Mm-hmm. It's worse than mm-hmm. incapacitation. And this is spiritual unresponsiveness. Yes, you don't respond. You are not responsive even to the word. Just you're just there <laughs> to the message, to the effort, to the counseling, to the visits, to everything. You are just unresponsive. Yes. And you think about it when somebody is in difficulty, in sin, in problem, it's like oh, even love is shown to the person. It's like you are just there and you, are, you can't, don't respond. You'll be sitting, sitting there and the, the topic will be being preached with their name on the topic. And they just don't respond. So every form of, and it comes from having been into certain things, you just become unresponsive to the message. So the person sits in church and is not blessed. Lift your hand and let's bind every unresponsiveness 
Balombra, Katana, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. Amama. I know yes, somebody here. You are even thinking, I want to pray for somebody oh. else. But pray for yourself. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. It's very important. Your mind doesn't even... Have you ever talked to somebody you can tell the person's mind is not there? The eyes seem to be looking at something else. You are talking to the person, the eyes seem to be looking at something else. These are the effects of the unfruitful works of darkness. Yeah, you'll be talking, you'll be counseling. If you have been involved in counseling people, like I have been for the last 35 years, you can see when you are talking to people that I'm just, his, his mind is not here. It's, 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 it's not. You know, some people come to the first love church or to some other church and then they see, no, no, don't touch. And they see, uh, what do you call it? Uh, people jumping, 
They shout, amen, hallelujah, and all that. And you know what they say? Some people say that it's too noisy. It's too noisy. And all that. You know, they may prefer a place which is more mentally unresponsive. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> they may prefer a place which is more unresponsive, mentally unresponsive. Yes. <laughs> and number four is emotionally unresponsive. That is it. So you're spiritually, mentally, emotionally unresponsive to God, to the word. Ah, you come to the church and people are excited. People are laughing. You, you just look at them. Why, why are they laughing? It's boring. I don't, I'm not interested. They are not happy. They've, they are gone. Yes. They're somewhere else. Oh, yes. So whatever has affected you that can turn your spirit so much that you are now unresponsive in any spiritually, mentally, emotionally, Lord have mercy and Lord extract. I, I hope somebody is praying with me this morning. It's very important. This is Flow Church service. Yes, they are praying. Yes, and God is blessing. Lift your holy hands oh, wherever you are. Press like, subscribe, call your neighbor. It's time for Flow Church
Come on. Amen. Amen. How many are surprised at the unfruitful works of darkness and what it can do? All right. The next one, the effect, like it's an unfruitful or negative fruits of darkness and evil is what I call unfortunate covenants. Yes. Unfortunate and perhaps maybe unintentional covenants. Do you see? Yes. Sometimes by certain things you have done, you make a covenant that you didn't intend to make and you wouldn't want to even have such a covenant. Do you see? You see, a covenant is not only where you take blood. Okay. You on. pierce your hand and you take blood. This one also pierce the hand, take blood, and then mix it with a matchstick and then light a small fire on it and say some incantations and then this is a covenant. No, a lot of the I love yous, do you see, are covenants that you may not 
No, like I love you, and it means you and I together forever. <laughs> yes, yes. It may not have been your intention to create a covenant with, I mean, somebody who is a very wild person. I mean, that you would never have such a mind towards. But before you realize, you've made a covenant. Or maybe having sex with somebody, exchanging fluids. I think I'm confusing some people. I think this is too much. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe covenants that you have not intended. That's what I call it unfortunate. Yes. Unfortunate and unintentional covenants. So, write it as unfortunate, comma, unintentional covenants. Yes. Sometimes I'm bit, and you know, recently one person was, um, he was killed in the South Africa. Uh, something happened. I don't know. So I, was, I was asking, what, what happened? And they were saying something about some business, something. They don't know what exactly, but some connection to something. So if anytime somebody is killed or something like that happens, they're always trying to find out what, what could there be. Do you see what I'm saying? What could there be? And that's what I'm saying, that maybe it is an unfortunate and an unintentional linkage with something that you have not intended to be connected to and you wouldn't even want to be connected to. So every con- covenant... Please, I hope you are listening to what I'm saying. Every way in which you are connected to anything through an unfruitful work of darkness, we are breaking that covenant. And and you know, we are praying about, Jesus said, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. So there are some prayers that are knocking. And there are some prayers that are seeking, like something I want. I don't even know what the topic is, but I, I need something. Yeah. I hope I'm not speaking to myself. Yes. Lift your hands and pray against every Jesus. unfortunate oh, yes. or unintentional, unintentional. covenant my God. My God. that may have come from the unfruitful work of darkness that you have had in the future. Jerry, so far, I'm not going to be a good person. 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 I'm not
Rend your feet so more than the men. Let your rap again, let your feet up and down and hear me. Make the devil stand in line, let your men feel the manna. Rap a verse so far, let the men and men. Rap the verse with the madalama, feel the men and men. Pray against it, and the devil stand in the men. Ayawama, jalama, feel so more than the men. And the devil stand in the men. Jere the verse with the madalama, feel the men.
Number six, come on. Negative impact on your resourcefulness. Whoa. Yes. You know, negative impact on your resourcefulness. What do I mean by resourcefulness? When a person, when God brings you into this earth, he gives you resources, abilities, gifts, talents. When you are negatively impacted, you see that a person who is gifted cannot work anymore. Yeah. A person who is gifted or talented. If you've ever heard, sometimes some people somebody say, oh, this one was the most intelligent person in my family. But look at what has become of him. Or look at what has become of her. So it's a negative impact on your resourcefulness or your giftedness, maybe I should say. Are you with me? By even befriending a certain kind of person, you see that it has negatively impacted you on your resourcefulness, your gifting, your intelligence. So some things don't even occur to you anymore. It's like you are worthless because of the negative impact. Are you with me? So we are praying number six and then we'll pray number seven, which is, let me give you number seven. A negative impact on your anointing. You know, one day a wife told her husband, they were arguing, and he, she said to him, you go and fornicate, you lose your anointing. You see, that of course is a manipulation, but she was using that threat. That's a threat that happens to, excuse me to use the word, certain types of husbands, because they know that they don't want, he doesn't want to do that. So they behave anyhow. Like, you go and do whatever. You are the one who will lose your anointing. Because 
unfruitful works of darkness have a negative impact on your anointing. Yeah. It may not have that impact on your shouting when you are preaching, but it has an impact on your anointing. Because the Bible says that the anointing oil should not be put on the flesh. They said these are spots in your feast of charity. So, whatever negative impact there has been, I think maybe I'm talking to angels. Maybe I came to the wrong congregation. I think you don't understand these topics. Maybe I should just preach about prosperity and how to impact your prosperity and your riches. <laughs> yes. Look at the topics. It says spiritual incapacitation. The Bible says that have no, Ephesians 5.11 says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. All right? With the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or reject them. So we shouldn't have certain things to anything to do with certain negative things and fruitful works of darkness because it affects you. Do you get it? And it affects you by making you unfruitful. The word is unfruitful. So that unfruitful is in these topics. Look at it. Number one, it says spiritual incapacitation, loss of, deprive you of strength and ability. Makes you unfruitful again, unfruitful work. You see, unresponsive. Spiritually. You preach to the person and no change. He just looks at you. Mentally unresponsive. Your mind cannot even flow with the topic. And the more and more unresponsive the congregation are, you see them more and more quietly looking at you. They'll be looking at you like that, quietly. Quietly. Are you, are you with me? Hmm. Emotionally unresponsive. Oh, yes. You find the church noisy. I find your church unresponsive. Maybe I'm saying too much. And number five, unfortunate, unintentional covenant. Maybe I should have also had unfortunate, intentional covenants because some were also intentional. <laughs> when you were saying together forever. <laughs> Oh, yes. And then number six, a negative impact on your resourcefulness, your flow. The way, the ideas you would have had for the ministry, you don't have it anymore. You've become dull. And a negative impact on your anointing. Lift your hand, we are praying. This is flow church service. We usually have a prayer and and a, a good time of prayer. During this church service to make us spiritual. Jesus. Oh, yes. For church yes. service. Yes, yes. Physical yes, yes. church service. My God. Come on now. Lift your hand and pray. Yeah, I'm a bit of 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 a bit of
break out of it today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. For victory. I want us to give thanks. Let's give thanks. I want you you to put in your mind the most horrible thing you have experienced. Okay. That you have. Okay. Gone into a seat in your mind now. Mm. You are delivered from in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, every Lord. chain, every connected yes event yes. of your life. And and fruitful work of darkness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we lift our hands. We lift our hands, Lord. Yes. Whether we we give you thanks. 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 We what a blessing. Thank you, Father, thank you for the blessing. Yes, Lord. Today, yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you right. have a seat at mm. home. Mm. And I want us to take out an offering. Amen. To the Lord. Amen. 
and um, take out your offering for the Lord at this time. This is Flow Church, and I know many are being blessed by the Flow Church, which is a church everywhere, even in Australia, New Zealand, which is just near the sun. You get it? When the sun is rising, it goes there first. So it must be nearer the sun than than us. So even they are part of the flow church. So everyone who is being blessed and benefiting, you are are blessed and you you are being blessed by the flow church. I want you to take out your special offering this morning um, because I know God is blessing you and it's time to give. Amen. If your currency has maintained its value wherever you are, thank God. If it has lost its value, you should know that the offering you are giving is actually less than you were giving. Because in a country where most things are imported, it means most things are dollarized. Except a few things like plantain and I mean a few cassava oranges and so on that are around. These are the ones that we locally make. But the rest are dollarized. The microphone is dollarized. The electricity is even dollarized. This is amazing. Are you, are you listening to me? All right. So God is blessing you Amen. as you give your offering. Amen. Amen. Uh, many churches are being built. Many churches are being dedicated. Uh, we have reached 200 no, 372. That's what I've been told. Yes, people have built their own church. And we are going up to 500. So if you, if you are joining, you need to join before we get to 500. Maybe after 500, there may be no more opportunity to build your own church. Like personally, you built a church. And that is a great blessing. Wow. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you as we give our offering today. And we are grateful for the opportunity to give today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bless us and bless everyone who is giving wonderfully in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We have Maya who's going to sing with us.
songs. Do you want another song or you want preaching? You don't want preaching. No, you want both. You want both. Okay, just sing a last song and then that's a blessing. Call your neighbor, tell him it's time for Flow Church. We have just about 30 minutes more to the end of our service. But God is blessing us in the flow church. I was a Christian and attending church. And I believed I truly loved the Lord. Oh, yes. But there was a day I went to church. And the preacher spoke to me. What did he say? He said, Jesus says, if you. Just walk away Jesus really needs 
Amen. Today I want to share with you an important message. Amen. And this message is called God is going to right the wrongs. God is going to right all the wrongs that have happened in your life. Amen. God is going to right all the wrongs that have happened in your life. Can you believe that? Wow. Now, the main theme is still fruitfulness. And so our scripture is John 12, 24. And it says, Verily I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. Amen. But if it die, it brings forth much, it brings forth much fruit. Amen. Amen. So, the vision from God and the desire from God and for God, for you, is fruitfulness. You see, in the garden, when God created Adam and Eve, he put them in a garden and he said, be fruitful and multiply. It hasn't changed that decision and that will of God that you should be prolific and fruitful and productive. And in fact, when you are not, you become frustrated and unhappy. And that is why even studies that have been done to find what makes people happy and what makes people uh, happy at work it has been found not to be what number one was not money. I, I was also surprised. It's not money. Money is not the number one thing. But fruitfulness and a sense of fulfillment in what they are doing. And there are many people who don't need money but have to work. Like, let's say, the royal family. They have already got castles and wealth before they are even born. So... Yeah, more than enough to survive their whole lives, right? But what makes you happy? It obviously cannot be gold and this and that. There's no job they can really do that makes them happy. That's why you find them going to join the army, air force, flying planes, all sorts of things. What is the reason? The charities, what makes you fulfilled? It's a very, very important thing. And that is what God wants for us. And when we come into Christ, in John chapter 15, the Bible is full of fruit-bearing admonitions. All right? The whole of John chapter 15 is about Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. And every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. So it's like, as soon as there's no fruit, God is going to do something about you. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So God is relating with you based on your fruit bearing or not fruit bearing. Wow. Everything about you is about your fruits. So if you are a fruitful person or not a fruitful person, there's going to be a response to both. If you are not fruitful, it's going to take you away. If you are fruitful, it's going to purge you. It's going to do something to you to make you more fruitful. And that purging is not 
I mean, it's not a pleasant thing. He purgeth it that it may bring forth fruit. All right. And then he says, abide in me and I in you. He that abideth in me and I am the same bringeth forth much fruit. Everything is about the fruit. All right. And uh, he really, really wants you to bear fruit. And then verse 8 is the key verse that you see that herein is my father glorified. Or this is what brings glory to my father. That you bear much fruit. As for much fruit, it's the will of God. So in, on the journey to this great destiny, to be a fruitful person in God, comes the seed having to fall into the ground. Wow. That unless the seed falls into the ground or has certain bad experiences, okay. it remains alone. Unless, I'm sorry. So that, that's why babies cry when they are born. And that is why grown-ups... Many grown-ups don't want to go back to secondary school. They don't want to become teenagers again. Do you see? And don't want to be demoted to start again. But when they even think of life at that stage, they say, you know something, it's okay. I just flow at this age. I'm, I'm all right. Just pray for me I can make, if I can make it to heaven. You get it? So, God really wants us to bear fruit. So, Along the journey, God is going to let you experience this whole experience of being thrown into the ground, into darkness, and into an experience which dissolves you, disintegrates you, uh, and uh, makes you turn into a fruit-bearing tree. You see? So, it's honestly... You have to not be affected by that. Now you can see they brought their own notes there. Lowliness, darkness, heat, pressure, uncomfortableness, disintegration, and even dissolving. You actually seem to disappear. Dissolving, disappearing. All right? And these are terrible experiences, all right, to go through. Now... Along the way, mm-hmm. all right, one of the things that you experience in order to bear much fruit is injustice wow. or things that are not fair, wow. all right? Yeah. Things that are not right. I mean, clearly, you don't deserve certain things. How many have feel that you felt you've experienced some things you, you don't deserve, like, you know, only two, there are only two people here. And the rest, the rest really feel that they, they've had all that they deserve in their lives. And when I say injustice, I mean like it's not fair. What's happening to me is not fair. I've not sown that seed. Such a seed. I don't know what seed I've sown to make something like this happen to me. Yes. Sometimes you, you, you feel you are reaping what you've sown. Yeah, that one, that one it also comes to you that, look, I'm reaping what I've sown. You get what I'm saying? And, and sometimes when that happens, your, rea- your response is, oh, say, Lord, strengthen me, let me go through till it's all over. Hmm. But there are also things 
that you experience that you, you feel that you don't deserve. And if you are part of humanity and you are part of this life, I tell you a time will come where you ask yourself that, what have I done to experience this? Why me? And uh, what seed have I sown? You may search and scan through your mind. I remember one sister said one time, she said, I kept myself as a virgin. I didn't have anything to do with anybody. Okay? Which also has a negative effect of generating pride. Okay? And remember the first sin of the universe was pride. (laughs) But she said, I haven't done anything. I don't know what I have done. And uh, when I got married and I could not have a child. And then this other person who has had every bad thing that can be done. She has done it many times. Not just once. She was not a taster. She was a partaker. <laughs> she was a partaker. She was not a taster. And she, look at her. She's aborting babies left and right because she's having too many. She's having twins. And here I am. Who have rather tried to walk with the Lord. Hmm. So anyway, I have good news for everybody. Amen. When Jesus came and they voted, he stood for elections with Barabbas. And the people voted for Barabbas. I'm sure he was astonished. I was looking at the people. He had preached powerfully to them. Healed them. Spoken great words. And ministered. People put their sick on the floor and he was healing them by walking by. And when they said, who should we release? They said, don't release this man. Release this known killer who has caused all this. Release him. We prefer him. We choose him. It was an incredible and astonishing decision made by the Jews. And as Derek Prince said, the Jews have had a Barabbas over them for years. Centuries have passed by. They have had one Barabbas over another, ruling over the whether Romans, English, France, Russians, they ruled over them because they chose it. Yeah. You know? And so, you... You must ask yourself, I'm sure Jesus was asking, Jesus was wondering, even his disciples forsook him and were not faithful to him at the end. But I want you to know that God is going to right all the wrongs in your life. Amen. Amen. Why do I say that? Because that is actually his nature. In Exodus chapter 22. 22. I'm going to read from verse number one. I want you to see in one of his laws, it says, if a man steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, uh, he shall restore five oxen for an ox 
and four sheep for a sheep. Wow. wow. So you see, God writes the wrongs. You took one sheep, pay back four sheep. So in this law, you see how God thinks. Do you see? You remember how you took this man's one sheep? I want you to pay back. I'm writing the wrong. And you write it in his way. You took four sheep. Huh? Bring four to him. So God has four sheep lined up for the one sheep of yours that was taken. Wow. That's, that's how he thinks. And you took one oxen, one ox, you restore five oxen for an ox. I don't know why the cows are more. Wow. So I just want you to have a, a, a mind to understand how God thinks. These laws have been used in the laws of the world. From the Bible. All the laws that we have come from, they, they use the Bible to, to understand justice. In Isaiah 61 and verse 7, it says, For your shame, you shall have double, and for your confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be upon them. But I want to read it from the Message Bible. It says, Because you got a double dose of trouble, huh? and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled, and your joy will go on forever. Hallelujah. Because you got a double dose of trouble, and more than your fair share of contempt, people despising you and looking, it says that your inheritance in the land will be doubled. Wow. So for your trouble, God is going to double Hallelujah. your inheritance Hallelujah. and he's going to give you joy that goes on forever. Amen. You got to believe it. Amen. Somebody's got to believe it. Believe. Amen. All right? So God sees all the troubles that you are going through and he plans. So why, why are you going through all the difficulties you are going through? Because God wants to develop in us something, a, a character. Do you understand? Because it takes character not to react or to react properly. Yes. Not to react or to react properly. Wow. Not, not anointing. It takes character. And you see, that's the nice part of a person. When, when you meet a humble person, it's, it's always nice to talk to a humble person. John Wesley said something about humility. John Wesley said that in his journal. He said that the humble are of the same family. Mm. 
Now, anytime you meet a humble person, you always have a, hum- a fellow humble person has a kindred spirit with the person. They are of a certain order. So whatever the denomination is, he was, he was trying to say that even whatever there is the denomination, there is a humble within them. And the humble are of one family. Yes. You know, Derek Prince said also that, he said that the, apart from the Bible, what affected him more than anything else was what John Wesley said. Yes. And one of the things he said was that the humble are of the same family. You see, it, you, you sit on even on an aeroplane and you can see the pride in the plane and the people serving you. And you, you just, or even you go to a shop and an attitude comes, yeah. you, you sense immediately something is going on. You, you wonder, what is it? What is wrong? What is the problem? I was just asking how much is this one? It's like I shouldn't ask too many questions. <laughs> but see, the humble are of a certain spirit and of a certain family. And we actually have to go from place to place seeking to relate with humble people. But it's a character that comes from God. A humble person will not be offended easily. But a proud person says, look, I can't do what I do. You no, no, hurry. And there's a reaction. It's all pride. So God wants to develop us in love. And that's why he throws us. Because you see, you can't bear fruits when you are six years old. You have to develop and develop certain parts of your body before you can bear fruit for God. Yes. Certain parts of you have to be developed. Certain aspects of the body have to develop. If you, um, a woman and are going to have a child, your, the organs which are used to produce a child have to develop. If they don't develop, you can't bear fruit. In the same way, if love and certain other forgiveness, you see, to be a leader, you have to forgive people. And you have to be humble. But if you are full of wickedness and you come into power, you will dissolve your enemies in acid. When they attempted to assassinate Hitler, I mean, he, caught, he arrested 5,000 people. This was some, some weeks even before he was, he was over, overthrown. I mean, he hung them on, on hooks. You know how they hang meat in the a, in a, in a coal store? He hung the, the people on the hooks. And he, he hung them on piano strings in front of their families. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So a certain type of person without feelings... You see, and without a certain character coming into power, it brings something horrible into the world. Yes. That is why even in justice, there's always mercy. Even when they sentence you to 12 years in prison, it's immediately nine years because one third goes off. I mean, like, it's like mercy is always part of the right thing. Before you even start serving the whatever years they say 
one third or whatever is removed to start with before other things come in. So it's so important that you develop certain characteristics so that you can, you can, you can hold fruits. You know, a tree doesn't bear fruit when it is very slim. It has to become fat and thick. You wonder what is happening to when you are getting fat and things. We, we need mangoes. We need whatever. But you see, it needs to also widen to, to bear the fruit that is going to bear. So without going through certain things, those things are not there. Rejoiner said something. He said, look, Judas is part of your training. You need Judas for your training. He said, that is why Jesus admitted Judas into his inner circle. Because in John, I think chapter 5 or 4, he said he knew who would betray him. And he kept him and added Judas to his inner circle. So Judas is part of training. Without Judas, you will not be well trained. I am happy for people who have the opportunity to, to see an encounter orangus. They never think that my book is theoretical. Because the experience of it matures you and changes you. Realize so much that is real in the world. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge huh? against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. You see, injustice makes you want to revenge. But God says, look, I will right the wrongs. How to live in your life without avenging. And then how to live in your life without bearing a grudge. Ha. I say, well, you see somebody who has a grudge. You get it? <laughs> and that person is your boss or your leader. One time, you know, I was working in the hospital. And they, so before we went to work, we thought, this man, he doesn't like, he said he doesn't like uh, uh, women, he doesn't like. Uh, he mentions one of one of the denominations in the in a uh, church. And that he gave, they gave us three things. Like, hey. Hey. Already, already. <laughs> Before you even go and start bombing, <laughs> then you fall into one of those characteristics. God sees, and God is going to right the wrongs Amen. by His own power. So you, you have to be patient and develop the ability to not, listen, to do what? Not avenge, to not bear a grudge, but to love. Look at it. It's right there. Don't avenge, don't bear a grudge, but thou shalt love. Yeah. How many of us can say we are going around in this world without wanting to revenge? The desire to correct things. Uh, is in us deeply and the grudges in our hearts so deep but God is going to write it God is going to write amen number two God sees all number three whatever number God sees all the insults and he plans to pay back he plans to do what to pay it all back God has planned to pay it back wow 
God is wild, though. God has planned to pay back. I don't know how. You may not know how. You may not know where or when. But God plans to pay back issues and things. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, the New Living Translation says, For we know the one who said, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. And he also said, the Lord will judge his own people. Amen. Amen. Verse 33 says, sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. Amen. Amen. All right. And sometimes you help others who are suffering the same things. Verse 35 says, so do not throw away this confident trust. The Lord, remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you continue to do his will. Amen. Amen. God is going to restore. God is going to pay back Amen. everything. Amen. And I have come to see that God is wider than any man. Mm. There is nothing you can... Sometimes when I think of some of the wrongs that God writes... When I think of myself, that what would I have done in, in retrospect if I was to be corrected? Would I do this? And I, my answer is no. Ah. I realize that God is very wild. Wow. God sees all the mockers in your life. And he sees what others have that you seem not to have. He sees what it seems you have been deprived of. And God knows it all. Amen. In the book of Genesis... We see Leah, eh, who had her sister Rachel had a beloved, but she didn't have a beloved. Because when Jacob came to town, his pipeline was Rachel. And he had no interest. I don't know whether Leah wasn't so beautiful. God sees when you don't seem to be so beautiful. Every girl who feels you are not so beautiful, God sees it. God sees it. Wow. All right? Yes. And so one day, Jacob, beloved, those, and he said, I like the younger one. And then eventually, he had a wedding. And in the night, you know, there's no electricity in those days. <laughs> they were in the tents, and they brought him his wife. And I, I don't know, maybe they were sisters, and so maybe they, they, they were like the same weight. Physically, but maybe their faces were different. I don't know. But Jacob, I don't know whether he was drunk or what, but he couldn't detect that it wasn't his wife. And in the morning, when he saw her, he said, Ah! You know, and I'll tell you, Leah will never forget all this. Always we think of Jacob being cheated, but Leah, you can imagine. How she rejected, she felt. Say, ah, nonsense. He got out of, what is this? Why are you, get up, get out, get out of this room. Charlie, it was not easy for Leah. As she wore her clothes and she marched out of the marriage chamber. You are not, I, I've never chosen you. I don't like you. I don't want you. What are you doing here? Who are you? This is not what I, this is, I mean, this is, no, I mean, this is outrageous. Charlie, come out from here before something yeah. will happen. <laughs> wow. wow. 
now Laban, the father, came to sit down with Jacob and explain, buy one, get one free. <laughs> buy one, get one free. I know that you want Rachel. <laughs> I can see, look. <laughs> I can see that if I don't intervene, my daughter will never get married. There are a lot of people, unless somebody intervenes, you'll never marry. I, I don't know whether I'm talking to myself. I said there are people that unless somebody intervenes, you may never get married. Yes. Don't be too proud on me, please. Don't be proud on me early this morning. If somebody doesn't intervene, you may not get married. Yes. And somebody stepping strongly and say, no, marry this one. The way you are, no one may choose you. I'm not saying that you are ugly, but whatever it is, the way you are. (laughs) So, Leah felt the rejection all her life. (sighs) It's like, I'm not beautiful. I'm not wanted. But you see, God is going to right all the wrongs. And the Bible says, when the Lord saw you see, this is how God is. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, when he saw that she wasn't like, in fact, hatred, he opened her womb. And Rachel was barren. You see, God has a way of righting the wrongs. God has a way of correcting the apparent injustice and the things that don't seem fair. God is God. God sees it. Look, let me tell you something. Someone said to me, someone said, preach, and I think, I don't know, can't even remember when. But I always remember, and I think it is true, that when you are watching a movie, do you see, and you feel something bad is happening to somebody, how many realize that you are often on the side of the person who is suffering, and you want the bad person to be to die, yes. <laughs> in the movie, let's be honest. Yes. I hope I'm not talking to myself. Let's be honest. You want the bad person in the movie. He said that thing is, a, is God's nature in you. Wow. Yes, that feeling to right the wrong. Yes, to correct the something terrible that is happening. Yeah. And that's why when we are watching movie and a movie and a good person dies in the movie, ah, it is like a bad film. Yeah. <laughs> what type of film is this? <laughs> Oh yes. God sees. And God said, no, 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 no. I see that it's something that is not fair is happening to you. And he's going to rise. So God opened her womb. And God said, you're going to have more children. And then I'll close hers also. You can imagine how many times Jacob went to have sex with the woman. No way. God said, I've closed the womb. Because Leah is also my daughter. Wow. So God, God is intervening in your life. Receive and expect God to write everything that seems not to be right in your life. Amen. In Luke chapter 18, 
God sees the injustice. He says, there was in a city a judge who feared not God. And there was a widow. And she came unto him saying, all right, hallelujah. Help me. Save me. Avenge me of my adversary. And the Bible says that, and the judge said, because this widow troubleth me, he would not do it for a while, but after a while, he said, though I don't fear God, I will avenge her. And says in verse 7, God shall avenge his own elect, which cry day and night. I want you to know, I'm prophesying to you, that God will avenge his Look at the word he's using, avenge. Avenge. So maybe you may be like a widow. What is a widow? A widow is desolate. A widow is helpless. She has nobody even to ask, where shall our child go to school? She has no one to ask, where shall we get food to eat tomorrow? A widow is without a covering. It's it's called an overwhelming desolation. Especially if she's been used to having somebody to consult or to talk to. A widow once told me, she said, the difficult part of being a widow is I have no one to ask anything. <laughs> and those who have husbands who don't ask, anyway, just by the way, don't, 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 don't want to confuse you, please. I hope I'm not confusing anybody this, after, this morning. He said, I have no one to ask anything. <laughs> if I want to ask something, what shall I do? Where shall I go? Another one said, I have no one to say when I arrive somewhere to send a message that I have arrived or I have left or I have come. That's a widow. And she had nobody to help her. But God saw and God is showing that I'm like that. I see when people are down and when people are not being treated well. And it is in my heart to correct it. So I'm prophesying to you. I don't know what helpless condition you are in. But God is going to right all the wrongs. Can I have an amen? Amen. God has angels with caps in Revelation chapter 16, verse 1. Bible says, I heard a great voice out of the temple. And and he said, go your way and pour out the vials or the caps of wrath. Caps. Angels with caps are moving around. And the first one went and he poured his cup. And when he poured his cup, all the earth had certain problems. There was a grievous sore. And then another angel came and poured his cup on the river and the sea. Everybody died. Another came with a cup and poured. And this was the judgment of God. Then at a point, the angel of the Lord said, Thou art righteous, O Lord. Thou hast given them blood to drink. Because they shed the blood of your servants. You've given them blood. God sees and the details of God's punishment are related to the injustice that have been done to you. He said, look at it. He says, for they have shed the blood of the saints and thou hast given them blood to drink. For they are worthy. They are worthy. God will right the wrong. The blood that has been shed, blood will be drunk. So expect God at his own time and in his own time. He's going to correct it. Amen. Amen. Receive it in the name of Jesus. 
And I know that many times people are wondering, why, why? Why, why, why? <laughs> why was I born here? Why? <laughs> why am I in this country? Why, what, what, what have I done? That I'm experiencing all these. All right. <laughs> and I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 15. All right. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 16 says, In the fourth generation they shall come hither again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not full. But I like the NIV of this verse. It says, your children's grandchildren will come. And that is because the sin of the Amorites in the NIV has not yet, no, in the NIRV, has not yet reached the point where I must judge them. The sin of the Amorite has not yet reached the point where I must judge. Yes. So things have not reached. Sometimes injustice has been done to you, but it has not yet reached the point at which a judgment must come. And that is why sometimes it looks like you are going through, but that is the effect of you being put into that pit down there. And you are asking, Lord, when? Why? Why am I here? What have I done to be here? (laughs) When will you change it? And God says, it has not yet reached the point. Do you understand the scripture? It has not yet reached the point where I must punish them. So God allows all these things. Amen. In Joshua chapter 11 and verse 20, the people were fighting with the people of God. And the good news translation, I don't know who is fighting you, but in the good news translation, it says, the Lord had made them determined to fight the Israelites so that they would be condemned to total destruction and be killed without mercy. The God's word translation. This is Joshua 11 verse 20, the King James. Some of you know it already. It said it was of the Lord to harden their hearts that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might destroy them. But notice, in the God's word translation, it says, the Lord made their enemies stubborn. The Lord made their enemies stubborn enough to continue fighting against Israel so that he could claim them all for destruction without mercy as he had commanded. Amen. Amen. So whatever stubborn enemy you are fighting, God is going to right all the wrongs. Be patient. Amen. The devil thinks that he is stubborn, but God is more stubborn than the enemy. Yeah, it's stubbornness versus stubbornness. Oh, yes. yeah. God is harder and wilder. Yes, he's going to respond with equal hardness to the end to destroy the enemy. Are you listening to me? Amen. So in Joel chapter 2 and verse 25, we have your last promise for this morning. It says, I will restore to you. I will restore. Everything you go through in darkness, amen, in difficulty, I will restore to you. All the injustice that has been done, 
by the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. These worms who have taken from you and the great army which I sent amongst you, I will restore. God will right all the wrongs. And this message, you cannot be blessed by it unless you have faith. Because it's one of the things you have to have faith for. You just have to believe that God will right the wrongs that have been done in his time. He will right everything that is wrong that has been done. And that he will give you double for all your trouble. And he will restore. And that in his system of justice, if you take my one little ship, we will pay back. I will have four sheep in the end instead of one sheep. Instead of one little lamb that I had, I will have four lambs. Instead of one ox that I originally had, I will have four oxen. And this is the word of the Lord to you. And as you open your heart and you believe, that's what the Bible says, give place to wrath. God himself will move in his own time and in his own power. And he will right all the wrongs. There's somebody here you cannot explain yourself to people. Even your explanation has been blocked. You know, you know sometimes you can get to a place where even your explanation, if you try to explain it, it will even be bring another problem. So you have even been put to a place where you are experiencing the injustice and then the second injustice is that you can't talk. Because if you talk, it will bring another problem God is going to right all the wrongs where your mouth has been sealed and where you cannot even defend yourself or say a word God is going to right all the wrongs God is going to restore everything that is taken away from you and by his system of justice and by his angels with caps is going to bring judgment on the enemy in his time when he has decided and that's the power of God that is released in your life today in Jesus' name. I want everyone to stand with me wherever you are praying. Father which art in heaven. Wrong that has happened. Thank you for your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And let me pray with you. Father, concerning everyone who is watching, who has experienced, I mean, canker worms and illegal palmer worms, illegal caterpillars roaming all over the place, eating up our precious, lovely things. Lord, I thank you. Today is a day where we trust you to right all the wrongs. And to move on our behalf. Move in your own time. Thank you for the grace to experience injustice. So that we can become fruitful and bear much fruit. We are grateful. We pray for everyone to be strengthened. Jesus name. We pray with thanksgiving. Amen. And if you are watching and want to give your life to Jesus, let me pray with you right now to be born again. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you. Please write my name in the book of life. I love you and I thank you. Heavenly Father, 
in Jesus name Amen God bless you God bless you Father thank you for what you have done with our lives today in the mighty name of Jesus Amen, Amen. You may be seated I want you to take out your, your offering Thanksgiving offering especially your building offering your building offering we are going to give our special church building offering we are building 300, uh, 500 little buildings not little because each one can seat at least 300 people but uh, there are churches all over and God is blessing us with grace to finish and I want many people to join in uh, we are going up to 500 so only 130 people more have a chance to join to build your own personal church that you've built amen and uh, this is a great opportunity let's pray over your special gift of offering. do you have any pictures of any of the churches that are being dedicated all right have, have, we, have we dedicated these ones already okay we've already shown these ones where are the new ones you get them later next time okay on tuesday god willing we have flow prayer meeting but our flow prayer meeting is starting at 4 a.m gmt not uh, five we are back to the original flow time we are starting from 4 a.m all right it's going to be but let's take our offering right away amen father in the name of jesus bless every special giver oh yes who is giving today thank you for writing the wrongs writing the wrongs in jesus name amen listen before we finish taking the offering i sense hundred hundred percent hundred for hundred percent that the wrong will be righted fully amen. without any leftover how many believe it believe the wrong will be righted hundred percent so if you believe with me i want you to give your special gift this morning of hundred of anything if you are in ghana you should know that our money has been devalued i don't know if it's been devalued or the real value has come out out of secret all right but there's a change and god is blessed but everywhere hundred dollars hundred euros hundred naira hundred pounds hundred safer anything father thank you for hundred canadian dollars hundred australian dollars hundred euros hundred of everywhere blessing everyone who is giving today hundred percent we believe with you that hundred percent the wrong will be righted in jesus name amen god bless you as you give the wrongs are being righted in the mighty name of jesus all right a short a quick announcement flow season six begins on tuesday 4 a.m gmt all of you different time zones you correct your time but it is 4 a.m gmt greenwich mean time all right and um we start we're going to get up early again laziness is gone fleshliness is gone uh the enemy is gone let's have the communion all right um stand to your feet as we have our communion and close this service beautiful i see thousands of people have joined and are watching throughout the day as you watch is a great blessing lift up the holy communion father your body we are never far from the body of jesus christ may healing come into 
everyone as we partake of this amazing gift the body of Jesus Christ now the blood may the blood of Jesus wash and cleanse everyone may our sins be forgiven receive the blood, the grace the gracefulness the healing the forgiveness right now anyone who has offended you like Jesus on the cross everyone forgive the person say in your spirit father forgive them I forgive them for they know not what to do do what they do even those who know what they do just say it for they know not what, what they do don't know what they were doing father we thank you for forgiveness and we receive the blood of jesus amen lift your hands father thank you let us pray thank you for your word Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you that you right every wrong. And you heal every life. But above all, we thank you. We thank you that you didn't throw us into the into the ground for nothing. You dissolve us. Disintegrated us. Broken us pressure under heat under darkness why that we might bear fruit for if the seed is alone it cannot bear fruit but if it dies it brings forth much fruit we lift our hands and we thank you thank you that in the darkness we experience injustice and wickedness but we will right the wrong by your power. Bless everyone. Bless everyone. Watching part of this flow private. Let there be no negative impact on the anointing and the resourcefulness. Revive our responsiveness and our capacity and our emotional and mental and spiritual capacity and responsiveness to your will and to your word. And every negative impact as we forget the seed of darkness, the fruitful works of darkness. Thank you. Bless your children. Lift up the heads of your children. Let their shame be turned into honor. Let disgrace be turned into honor. Remember all of every little one. Thank you that you see from heaven the details.
pray for your children. But you remember and bless and heal and deliver. The Lord be with you. The Lord lift up his eyes upon you. listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.